Sport Project where we give some airtime to the conversations we would normally have around a bar with a few schooners with the likes of Sasha Mozarek, Carlo Napolitano and Chris Smith and I am Renee Gartner. We'll be coming from the bar table but from a few different areas from Manly, Wollongong, the Gold Coast, all around the Australian East Coast. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sport Project Podcast and you can head to our website where they basically tell you all the great places you can listen to on all the major podcast platforms. That is at thesportproject.net. Of course, if you want to see our faces, we're on Epicenter TV as well. Like, subscribe, share, double tap, put us in the top whoa, of your friends' whoa, uh, whoa, on that's my a lot space. Of information there. A lot what? of information there, Renee. We've got to give it Far at the start. Up. It's How are you? Oh, let's keep it informal. <laughs> Get around apparently, it. Apparently, we've got a Facebook page as well. I've still not seen that. MySpace. We absolutely do. And obviously, so you top 10 friends on MySpace. I did say I thought you were just going to run that whole show then. We're just going to sit around. I was happy with that too. <laughs> it's called an intro for a reason, boys, because we've got oh. lots to talk about tonight. 24-year-old PGA winner, the Broncos capitulation, Sonny Bill and Gal, they're 100% on, and big decisions and conspiracy theories happening around the Melbourne Cup. But lads, hello. Oh, hey. Um, <laughs> so where can we listen to this? Can you just run that again, please, Renee? I kind of missed just it. Just head to thesportproject.net and you can click on all of the, the major platforms you can listen to us, Chris. Wonderful. I was sat here shaking my head in anticipation thinking I was going to be abused for living in Victoria and not being allowed out of the house. Well, oh. balls on the tee. Sasha, mm. away you go. Well, look, guys, it's really... It's, I might, if I talk over people, it's because I can't see anyone. I've got Chris's stupid head stuck in a weird position. Carlo's head is whoa, just whoa, weird. Whoa, whoa, stop. whoa, whoa. That's never happened. Um, <clears throat> Renee, looks like you're picking your nose. I actually need to take a photo of this to show the viewers. Um, so that is... Oh, no, you I just am. moved. Oh, spewing. <laughs> but um, what a great week. Hey, just get around it. And Chris, sorry, I don't know we haven't touched on racing yet, but I had some ripper tips on the weekend and won some serious coin. Mate, you you are a complete and utter arsehole when it comes to racing. You're, yep. you're, you're so smug, it annoys me. And the fact that you pull these things off is embarrassing. He likes the names of horses and he put $10 on one <laughs> the other day paying $51 and he couldn't wait to screenshot the fact that it won. And he won 510 buckaroos. <laughs> I wish I wasn't such get- a Jew. And I put and get, on it. Yeah, you get idiots like me that sit there like watching trials and watching racing, studying form and this and that, and you get half which like Milzari on the other <laughs> end of this line, just whacking <laughs> whacking ten dollars. But then again, hey, guess what? Welcome to winter racing. That's what happens. I'm I'm glad you won though, mate. I'm glad you won. I <laughs> that was a cracker. It was the horse was named Say It Ain't So, right? And I'm sitting there going, I love Blink 182. I'm half cut drinking mid strings. I'm going, Say it ain't course. so, I will not go. I'm put 10 bucks on it, and the mates go, I'll put 50 on it. I said, nah, it's like it's paying 51 to 1, come in, 510. And then the next one was Gold Coast Race 7. It was a course called Flash RR. And I'm thinking, Flash Ah, savior of the universe. I mean, I'm thinking of carry on that. Put fifty on that. It's paying five fifty. Like it's just it was out of control. And he didn't share any of them. Oh, when they won, in hindsight, oh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I do like a good luck story. I do like a, a, a good winning story. I don't have any for you <laughs> of my own, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad that you um, piped up there, Sasha. I really am. So who would have backed it right if I said to you, if I said to you guys, oh you guys, I like the look, I like the sound of this horse because it sounds like Blink One Eight Two, and I start singing it on the phone. Who would have backed it? I probably would have. That's how I bet the other <laughs> week. <laughs> Yeah, no it's got to be, it's got to be, better, be better than Smithy's sure things. So well, uh, I've only given you one sure thing and it won. I only give you one sure thing and it won. 
Well, yeah, yeah, but he gave it us. He gave it. He gave the listeners a day too late. It's not my fault. The turnaround on this show ain't quick enough. <laughs> hey, look at Dave. It's Dave's fault. Yeah, Sorry, yeah if in doubt, just blame Dave. <laughs> Anyway, should we get back to sport? Expected to go oh, yeah. Track? Anyway, that's what's Where happening in racing. Where were we at with what? Which part, Sash? The, the actual Where? show in general? I or? just was, yeah, just the general show. Just in general. Well, I just yeah. thought, I figured we may as well start with something that Chris can talk about because he is in lockdown. They're in stage four down in Melbourne and the poor bugger is trapped in his bedroom right now. Yeah. I think it's because he's trying to hide that he's day drinking, but right. <laughs> <laughs> weirdly enough, I haven't had a drink since isolation started. But fucking, I'll tell you what, this is pushing me close. Uh, I've got I've got kids all over the house running ragged. One of them's one of Ethan's ten. He's bored. He's telling me how bored he is. Mila just doesn't stop running around. Frankie's crawling now. Sarah's bored. I'm, uh, this is just an absolute nightmare. I wish I'd have moved to the Gold Coast. No, I don't. No, I don't love Melbourne. I love it. And guess what? I got to watch all of the PGA because I was up at 4am every morning with Frankie. I watched the full PGA and what a tournament it was. It was great to see major golf back. Golf is literally on all over the world now. No, there's no crowds. No, there's no spectators. There's um, there's one or two celebrities that are allowed to crash even when there's not. Did you see the PGA, the final day, Steph Curry rocked up um, and, and watched a young man win his first PGA major. And it was, it was honestly four days of incredible golf. It was highly anticipated. Adam Scott came out previously, a good, old, good Aussie golfer. And he said, look, I, I think I'm about to hit my prime. I think he's just turned 40. He said, I've not hit my prime yet. So I was expecting big things from him. Fortune, unfortunately, sorry. He only finished four under from the four rounds. Uh, DeChambeau, so, so, so signs of being absolute genius on the golf course. You know, he's a big, long driver now. He's hitting the ball an absolute ton. Um, but he, he just kind of fell apart a little bit. Jason Day was really consistent right throughout the four rounds. Um, Tiger Woods hasn't quite launched yet as he was going to do, but the, the whole tournament belonged to um, Colin Morikawa. 23 years old, his first major. His first two rounds weren't anything great. He shot back-to-back 69. And then he shot a 65 on round three to keep himself in contention. And when... The likes of, when you're going into the final day and you've got the names like Jason Day and Justin Johnson and Brooks Kopka, he's won it for the last two years. When you've got those guys in contention and Colin Morikawa sat probably three or four off the lead, you think the big guns are going to turn the screw. But it wasn't a bit this time. 2020 has continued to really shock people. The big guns kind of fell apart and Colin Morikawa just put on an absolute masterclass of golf and of nerve. He was honestly ice cold. He's still, at 23 years old, he still looks like he's really enjoying his golf. He plays it within the same situation that got him to where he is right now. He doesn't take safe shots. Now, the, the, the par 4, 16th, it's, um, it's about a 300-yard par 4, but there's bunkers surrounding it, so you can drive it. He drove it to within seven feet. Now, yeah, the pressure was, on that, yeah, the pressure on that, he was joint leader at this point. It was, the pressure on him to pull that driver out and not lay it up and play it safe was huge. But 23 years old, he's got balls the size of bowling balls and he's just pulled out his driver and he's knocked it within seven feet. He's eagled 16, it's taken him two shots clear and off he goes. I mean, and he was honest there. Remember that name, Colin Morikawa? He won, he won the, the Workday charity mm-hmm. and he won the Barracuda there. The only other two that he's won. 
But a purse of 11 million in total, seen him take just under 2 million home. He took just 1.98 million, yeah, wow. for four rounds of golf at 23. So remember that name because uh, he's going to go a long, long way. What's a caddy get for something like that? Well, a caddy, um, I think it's your discretion. I, I'm not on it entirely sure. I think it's your discretion what you pay the caddy. I'm but guessing they he's paying her look. a bit because it's his missus. So. Well, no, she didn't. Oh, caddy. he pays her all right. Oh, he didn't pay. He didn't caddy on the PGA. I thought she was caddying for No, she, she didn't caddy for him on that one. Um, I'm sure it's going to cost him a lot more than it would his yeah. caddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a golfer too. That's how they met. Incredible golfer. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Great swing. Good looking girl too. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that's it. Um, Can I ask you a question though? Because Tiger Woods basically said that he played uh, weekend recreational golf. Um, the way in the PGA would that still out Trump we know it would out Trump Carlo with his throw the ball technique but do you you think that would still top you in recreational golfing Uh, 100% 100% (laughs) if he played left handed he'd still top me he's just he's a phenomenal natural talent and and I think there's a lot more to Tiger Woods than just his golf game not only what he's achieved over the years but the the aura that he carries the presence that he has no matter where he is Um, he could have walked out there and shot six over and people would have bowed down and respected him because it's, it's just the kind of person that he is. His ball striking um, was a lot better on the range than it was on the course, but he was still, he was still such an absolute pleasure to watch. He really is. I do hope he triggers pretty soon. Um, and fingers crossed, if Victoria is open, President's Cup is meant to be across the road from my house at Royal Melbourne Golf Course. Provided that can still happen in December, then we'll see him and, and I'll see him down here. So... Fingers crossed we can um, get rid of this stupid COVID by December and we can have the President's Cup across the road from my house. Is no, John you're not. Daly it's still Sasha. Playing? You're not. Hey? <laughs> Is John Daly still playing? He has, he, has the odd, he has the odd knock around, the old grip it and rip it, Mr. John Daly. You know, his son's playing as well. He, his son is, yeah, is is decent golfer too. Good swing. Mm. Very similar mm. to his dad. Very similar. Very, very similar. Like o- almost cloned. Um, mm. But John, John Daly recently was playing at a little um, little a, a tournament somewhere, I think it was, and they had a putt-putt course next to it. And someone's got wind that John Daly was there, and he walked past, and this guy said, hey, John Daly, he said, I bet you can't sink this putt for 100 bucks. Jumps over the fence, goes in, sig in his hand, beer in the other <laughs> hand, drills this putt from, some, from uh, I don't know, 15 feet or so, <laughs> walks over to the kid, takes 100 off the kid, and just walks back on. <laughs> I mean, and that's him. That, that, that's just him. You know, one of the best sayings you'll ever hear from a golfer is says, you're pulling all these muscles, but you can't pull fat. And that's why I stay fat. <laughs> you know what, though? Fuck, what a legend. I'll tell you what happened to me the other day, and that's what just reminded me how much of a fucking loser I've turned to do. I was cruising down the bloody, I don't know what you'd call it, the strand, the footpath near the ocean, because I can actually go more than 5Ks from my house more than now, which is great. Um, and this kid was on a little, like a BMX bike. I cruised past him with my bike, basket. I've got like a drink bottle and stuff in the back of the basket. And I rode past and he goes, what are you doing, mono? And I sort of went, ah, I froze. I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't. I've got something in the back of my basket. And I'm thinking, as soon as I rode off, I was like, you fucking kidding, mate. This kid just wants you to chuck a little mono, you make his day, and you said no because I've got something in What's the back mono? of my basket. Is that an Australian thing that was English what people do you mean a mono? You're a doing mono? A wheelie. You just like a wheelie on the bike. The front handlebars up. A mono. 
a mono. You push back on the pedal and lift up and mono it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a wheeler, basically. A wheeler, well, it's was, a wheeler, if right? Was, if I was riding next to you, I'd have pissed myself thinking he was talking about your one eyebrow. And yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and I was like, woo, woo. What's Mate, it's said though. This oh, is the Australians can... versus the English right now, Sash, so don't forget, I've got you, I've got oh, you. I know. Well, I can, look, I can chuck a mad mono, but as if you're going to say that to some poor awaiting kid who just wants you to chuck a little wheelie, sorry for the English men out there, and I go, no, sorry, because I've got stuff in my basket and it might fall out. What a loser. A what am I supposed to You've got a basket, mate, for one, and the fact <laughs> you've got shit in it for two, it doesn't take you any further down the cool ladder. Well, yeah, harsh but fair. Anyway, good on John Daly for sinking the part and taking the hundred. <laughs> While we're on the American sport, so we'll give you a chance to redeem yourself, Sasha. A, a little bit's been going on in the the basketball. Yeah, look, it's all happening. The Bucks are currently sitting on top of the Eastern Conference, fifty-five wins and fifteen losses, and the Lakers on top of the Western Conference, fifty-one wins, eighteen losses. It's all happening. Um, but there's a young fella that sort of stole the show over the weekend, Luka Doncic. I'm not too sure if that's how you pronounce his last name, but twenty-one-year-old Dallas Maverick superstar. Star in his second season. Um, he's turning heads everywhere he goes. So Maverick secured 136 to 132 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. But he finished with 36 points, 14 rebounds, and 19 assists, making him the youngest player in NBA history to record over 35 points, 15 assists, and 10 rebounds in a game, edging out the one and only Michael Jordan. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. So remember that. Fast starts. Fast starts. Luka Doncic. But um, the NBA's been going off like a frog in a sock, so it's, Do you reckon um, he could do a mono? He would definitely do a mono. I feel like he's got the type of um, <laughs> attitude to do one and not to tell the young kid who's awaiting just a little wheelie, um, no, sorry, I've got stuff in my basket. Well, um, he, he's sinking baskets playing basketball, so... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I need that laugh from, um, what is it, War Dogs? Jonah Hill? <laughs> You guys obviously haven't seen that movie. Right, good chat. Move on. That went down like a lead balloon. Um, no, boxing. Hey, how about Tyson? Here's <laughs> <laughs> Sam Burgess is coming out to fight Gal. What? A, no, who, did, who did? Who did? Luke Burgess? Is he actually? Luke oh, you know, fight, I actually, I actually heard that as well. Yeah, I've got a text well. message. Hang on. Did, Let me check it. That's right. Yeah, no, nah, it's confirmed. Yeah. It's confirmed. Bow champion. Bow champion. Um, ruptured bicep in the yeah, first. First round, and he said he'll never box again. That, that was Luke actually saying that. He's like, no, nah, I just get stupid. He's yeah. constantly sparring, constantly so, getting punched so, in the head. So, maybe nobody tell you that before you started it. <laughs> <laughs> boxing, that's what happens, Luke. You said, I don't, Luke, that's happened. That's boxing. That's the game. That's the game. You get whacked. <laughs> <laughs> His coach had him sparring pretty much every second or third day, which is pretty intense considering when you haven't done it before and your head's copping that much. It's uh, it's pretty insane. You're going to get punchy pretty quick when you, you've got someone managing you like that. And to be honest, he has got a massive noggin as well. All the Burgesses are blessed with massive, massive tombstones for heads. Imagine whacking that. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Well, he can't, he can't, he can't wobble. He can't actually move out of the way. It's too hard. He needs scaffolding around it. Oh, here we go. Like a bobblehead. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Look well, it. That's all I've got time, yeah, It's all happening. Hey, it's, it's good to see the Lakers back on top of the uh, Western Conference. Come on, LeBron. Woo! Yeah, who was it? It was it was a Lakers player that's come out today. Um, oh shit, the the the, the big tall kid. You know, the well, I'm looking at uh, Carlo, looking at me like <laughs> clown. Big tall fella. But, Big, it plays, yeah, plays for Lakers, and and he said he's uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> anyways, it's a good story. He's a tall uh, one. You narrowed it down to ninety nine percent. Yeah, yeah. 
fucking full of knowledge, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, but, but, but he came out and commented. Ladies and, said, and gentlemen, you know, the sport project will be bring you all the facts. He's that confident. Worldwide. That's him, Kuzma. Yeah. Are you reading it now and then? Is that Carl Kuzma? Mm-hmm. What? Doesn't he play for the Flint Tropics? Baking soda? The, fl- the Flint the Flint Tropics. Yeah. No? Okay, we're just going to move I have no on. idea what's happening there. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of other people who have made uh, clowns of themselves, we go to the F1 racing. Daniel Ricciardo, his uh, two separate errors led him to another bad race. Yeah, look, I love Daniel Ricciardo. I think he's hilarious. Um, I think he's great for the sport. He's great for Australian motor racing. He, he's clearly a good rate driver. But I just don't think he's driving well at the moment. And I think, yes, he's had engine troubles and, yes, he's had other issues. But at the same time, there comes a, a point where I think he's got to take some responsibility for his driving. And um, he's just not racing well. You know, he raced well last week at um, the uh, British Grand Prix. I think he finished fourth. Um, and then was started fifth on the grid at Silverstone in the UK, but dropped all the way down to 14th by his own mistakes. Um you know, I, I don't know. What are your girls' take on it? Your girls' take? <laughs> your guys, because guys is generally he's hers. I'm not discriminating. No, I, I heard girls. girls. I, I heard was more laughing the fact that you called the boys oh, girls. Can, can I just? Sorry. Can I ask though? What is it? I know. I know he's had. He's been plagued with car trouble. But you're saying? So I didn't watch it, but I did. I did hear the uh, report of it that he he accidentally whacked someone and span out, and therefore he dropped down a lot of places. But is it is it constantly car trouble, or is it just bad driving? No, it's a bit of both. Like he is a good driver. You can't deny that. He is one of the best drivers in the comp. Hence why Renault's paying him bloody squeeze to to drive for him. And he's looking to go to um, McLaren next season on, on a bucket as well. But there, there has been a number of errors on his behalf as a driver mm-hmm. um, that have led to poor results. I just don't think he's got the right car either. Like, you know, for his driving style, I think if he still stuck it out at Red Bull, he probably would have had a better chance. You look at Max Verstappen, who actually won on the weekend, beating Lewis Hamilton and um, Valtteri Bottas. You know, he, they, but Mercedes have been dominating all year, and obviously Lewis Hamilton's. He, he's the best. In my eyes, he's the best driver of all time. Yeah, he hasn't got as many wins as Schumacher yet, but he's got about. He's got ten more races to win, and he overtakes Schumacher as the, the most, um, you know, most first places in Grand Prix history. So, um, if you're beating Lewis Hamilton, um, you know, in, in the Mercedes, in the Red Bull car, then obviously Red Bull changed to Honda um, engines from Renault this season. But I think if if he stuck it out, Ricardo, he would have been right up there with Max Verstappen, good duo. I don't know if they got along, but. Um, yeah, I'm just a stuck for words, say hey, as to what's happening there. Well, there's uh, there's one boss, and you'd kind of think it's a double-edged sword. The the Renault F1 boss has made a bet with Ricardo that if he gets a podium, he has to have a tattoo of Daniel's choice. Have you seen that, have you seen that TV body. show? So knowing how much of a lunatic Daniel Ricardo is, I'm pretty sure as the boss, you kind of want him not to podium. Have you seen that? Have you seen that you show? He's sabotaging his car. He's going real quick. He just <laughs> wait, just quickly. He's, he's about to take third. You just that. slow him down in this last corner, please, mate. <laughs> oh, that's heavy. Oh, that is so heavy. Yeah. Well, it's weird. You literally choose a few meters. You go, me, and you go and say, okay, for Chris, I want a yeah. picture of me. Two thumbs up, like the jackass. But they there tattoo you, know. you, and it gets revealed in front of a mirror, so you yeah, don't correct. get to see it until it's revealed. And there's been some putrid ones, like people that have found that out did, their yeah. partner have cheated on them before they've gone in, and they've gone and got a tattoo of just. <laughs> Some putrid stuff. Oh, you'd like the gene them up about the partner get cheating on them. Sounds like Farmer wants a wife. 
What is with you and Farmer Wants a Wife? You're such a fiend for the reality TV. Oh, well, Strange do you know what? Drama. I used to love it. I used to love Farmer Wants a Wife. Uh, I thought it was pretty genuine. <laughs> it's like maths again. It's ma- maths now. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's all about hill. drama. It's all about drama. It's not like the genuine one, like the Bachelor and stuff. Good blokes going on that hood. <laughs> Pigeon chested, but they're all right. Always works out well for them too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't ruin your life at all, does it, Sash? No, I wouldn't have met you lovely, Aww. beautiful people, so, like, get around it. That's so true. Sash, I didn't even see it, to be what honest. I've well, just met you because we're cool. Hmm. Well, speaking of conspiracy theories like the ones that happen on The Bachelor, um, there's a few circulating around the races. We've been speaking about it a lot, obviously, with the borders all closed at the moment. Melbourne horses stay in Melbourne. New South Wales horses stay here. Everyone else stays wherever the fuck they're from. Um, But with the whole... COVID in place, it finishes at a pretty unique time for Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, look, this is it. This is all providing, I suppose, they get COVID under control. Um, and, and and my, I suppose my conspiracy theory is it's Daniel Andrews never really put stage four into effect when he should have done earlier. And he's getting, he's copping a lot of backlash for it now. And he was himself and Scott Morrison were really keen to kind of prolong stage four as, 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 for as long as humanly possible, really. Purely because they don't really want all these people out of work and the government apps to subsidise everything. They close it all down. It's a, it's, it's a big thing, stage four. But now, I think, look, this, this might be complete bullshit, but I think that the timing now is too much, too much of a coincidence for us to get out potentially mid-September, get October, getting just about right, clean it all up, making sure that the um, that the infection is dealt with, and get people I don't know within the vicinity of one another close enough, and, and, and make sure that the disease isn't spreading anymore. And then before end of October, November, then you can potentially get people through the door to the Melbourne Cup. Because let's be realistic, that's where they're going to make all their money. And mm. without all of this being there, the Godolphin team have already said they're not sending horses over. And they are big on sending horses over for the Cup Carnival. And they and, that, and that's just one huge stable. God knows who else is going to do the same thing. Can the horses get here? Can they get through quarantine? That switches and changes every two minutes, so who knows? Um, so I, I think in order for the Melbourne Cup, which I've said before, and, and I'll say it again, it bamboozles my head. It survived two world wars and everything else that the world's thrown at it or that the environment's thrown at it. But this thing is in real fear of knocking it off and maybe we'll never see another one again. Who knows? I my personal opinion is it won't happen this year. It just won't happen. Um, I think that is it gone forever? I'd say no. I'd say to be back. Um, but that's just my personal opinion on it. I think with all this COVID stuff, and you're not going to look at international travel for the next year. You know, forget about it. The, the Morrison government's talking about fucking borders staying the way they are till Christmas. You know, that's like it's ridiculous. Like my whole family, all you know, all you guys, all my friends, and everything are all back in New South Wales. Or well, whilst I got a good base up here, you know, like that won't allow me to go back to New South Wales unless I come back and self quarantine, even though I'm essential mm-hmm. service. So it's um, it's crazy times. It is, but look, I, I think. Although a lot of the overseas horses are known for having great stayers, which the Melbourne Cup is, um, there, there's still a lot of incredible horses here within Australia. And it gives the Aussie horses, it gives the Aussie trainers that extra chance to win a dream like the Caulfield Cup or the Melbourne Cup or a Cox Plate or anything that goes in, in alongside that, that, um, that, that kind of stature. But you are going to miss it. You are going to miss these incredible imports. You are going to miss these these people through the turnstiles. The media will still cover it, but in a very different way, the same way it did Royal Ascot. Sponsors will still pay. 
Uh, and that, and that's what they're doing. That's the only way they're going to get it through. Book bookies are going to keep paying because people are still gambling online. Maybe now more than ever. Um, but the only so the only thing that will really really miss out on this is the hospitality from the course. Flemington won't have the marquees in there. They won't be paid the big money from everybody else. They won't be have the members in. They won't have the general public in. They won't have all of the car services that they put on. All of these things they'll they'll kind of miss out on. But um, in in terms of prize money, they've said the prize money is going to be back to to where it was. So it it it's talking like it's going to go ahead. But I honestly think that the only reason it was going to go ahead was they was under the impression that they're going to be getting people through the gates. Carlo, you were going to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, do you think, obviously, it's the race that stops the nation. It's one of the largest races known around the world and it has been through two world wars. Do you think that they're just going to push this one out as a kind of a token Melbourne Cup just to say that it went ahead rather than not put it on at all? And it could be 12 probably Melbourne horses, um, just to say, well, we've continued, we've fought through. Uh, it just, everything seems to me in what I'm reading, it just seems like it's going to be a token Melbourne Cup rather than mm. anything of any kind of substance. The problem is, like, everybody's hoping it's the race that starts the nation this year. Mm. You know, that, that's that they're really hoping it flips a reverse. Um, in, in terms of, the, the sad part is, Melbourne is such a prestigious cup. It's one of the biggest in the world. It's one of the, the, the most well-known in the world by an absolute mile. Um, now, to think that the stature of this race may be hurt by the fact that COVID has affected just about everything and the international horses won't come. Um, although you've got these trainers and these these local horses and jockeys with the chance of winning this, it's kind of how much is it going to be cheapened? Do you know what I mean? You, you, you yeah. don't want to be winning a Melbourne Cup and then people going, yeah, but you won it in 2020 when they didn't come and they didn't come and you don't. You, you, you like kind of won a Melbourne Cup. Well, you, that's going to happen really, anyway, isn't it? the same in any sport though. Like you can't say that no sport should be carrying on like because it's cheap and from lack of talent or whatnot. Mm. It's just at the moment we're just getting things done and it's creating, it's creating jobs, economy boosting, it's mm. morale as well. Like the fact that we can all sit around a pub and, or some of us Watch can sit it. around a pub and have a bet. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Renee, that's but, a cheap shot and I like but, it. But, but in a way, in a way, Crystal, that's already happened because they're saying that the international horses won't be coming and we know that it's such an international field, the Melbourne Cup. So... Mm. The, the fact the fact is that even if they're saying that they don't want to cheapen it, will they have anyway? Well, they're saying horses. Um, I've got a friend of mine, Sonny. He's bought uh, into a couple from the UK. Horses can come and race in the Melbourne Cup, but they're on a one-way ticket. They don't come here and then they go back. Now. Again, once restrictions ease, you never quite know what tomorrow's going to bring. Once restrictions yeah. ease, they may somehow find in the next couple of months a way, a carrier, an airline, I don't know, something that the horses can fly in and out. But Sheikh Mohammed and, and Godolphin have already said, they said, nah, nah, I'm not sending any over. So mm. now it's just a case of really scramble to see what strings you can pull, what restrictions you can ease, and the fact that the Charlie Applebee's from the UK and all the Irish horses are able to come, be stabled and hosted in local stables, which will be crying for the custom, they'll be crying for it. Because the local stables as well, they'll be making money from international horses coming over and, and they yeah, house them. Yeah, they, they make money from all of that. So it's a, it's a, honestly such a strange situation that you can't believe you're having this conversation. And the more we get down the line, you see more um, more things falling off the wagon. You know, you, 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 when, just when you think something else can't possibly go wrong, you think... I reckon oh. you'll fall off the wagon by the end of ISO. Mate, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you might be right there. 
There was was an article today about um, that alpacas have got the cure for COVID-19. So maybe we just send some alpacas down for uh, some Melbourne Cup and just (laughs) sell it all. Just raise them. Alpacas, yeah. You just said alpacas, Ted. She said alpacas. You said alpacas. But don't worry, I'll fuck them up. No, look, it was the internet. The internet. yeah, you're tripping, yeah, I think. Man, um, if, 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 even if you send Acapacas down here to race in the Melbourne Cup, they'll still probably be the horses. I'll tip you. Yeah, but so. I'll pack up my bag to come down. <laughs> I'll pack up my bag. Oh, you'll be Acapacca in it to go back I'll home. I'm Acapacking it all the way down. I'm here all night. <laughs> Try the veal. Um, well, I think we're pretty much let it dry or to beat a dead horse. That Wouldn't that be the right saying oh, there? To flog a horse. Yeah, it's a flog well, a hot tips, Chris. Hot tips. I've got two yeah. of them. But you go first. No, I've, I've not even looked. I've not. <laughs> I've, I've been I've oh. been chasing kids all around the house. Um, uh, do you know what? I'll tell you what. Here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll get this up now. And by the time you've given us yours, I'll have you something that's going to beat both of yours. Okay. Off you go. Not sir. So my two is Doombin, both of them. Doombin race five, number five. What day? what day? Because last time you gave us one that was running Wednesday, Saturday, Thursday. Mm, I, I definitely <laughs> said this one runs Saturday tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> this one is actually racing tomorrow at 2.53pm. Okay, so Soft everyone track. needs to listen to this at 9.30 in the morning, jump straight on basically. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hidden Eyes, <laughs> Hidden Eyes, Doombin Race 5, number 5. And then Race 6, number 2, Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, and do we just go for this for the names again, or no? I went for hidden eyes because I went for hidden eyes because I like his colours. He's got a light blue and a dark blue trim Good. with a white collar, and then number six Super Bowl Sunday. I've always wanted to go to the Super Bowl. Because I love NFL and love Philadelphia Eagles. And one year I was supposed to go to the Super Bowl but pulled the pin on it. Philadelphia made the Super Bowl, underdogs and won the Super Bowl. First ever Super Bowl. So dead set spewing. So this is my redemption. Super Bowl Sunday. Horrific. All right, here you go. Right, I've got you savers. one. I've got you on Thursday. Sale, race five, number five. Willie Good, Michael Rod, phenomenal jockey in absolute superb form. It's only had, it only had two starts before this horse, second and a first, and I think it could be something quite special. So there's my bet of the week. Called? Smithy Shore thing, Willie Good. You know what I'm saying? Where, um, Willie B. Good. Where, which, where was it? Race sale? five, number five, at sale on Thursday. Race five, number five, and so. How do you spell Willa? Yeah. Willie, Willie, good. I see what they've done there. Oh, that's great. Mm. Um, but Where's I love it how mine was based on actual statistics and yours wasn't. Yeah. I, I found it quite remarkable the fact that you chose a horse based on the colours that it's wearing. And what, well, they compliment your eyes, do they, or something? Well, no, they don't compliment your eyes, mate, but if you're that confident you're going to win, you're not just going to go out there wearing ragdoll like a potato sack, are you? You're going to wear, you're going to wear colour-coordinated stuff, you have a nice collar, you're all going to be ironed up. When you get your little trophy and you walk up and you, you get presented the trophy, you look Mickey Mouse. That's what happens, mate. No, it's not. It's, it's like being a shit golfer like yourself. You go there looking mm. the part and then all the attention's gone off how bad your game is, but don't I look good, eh? <laughs> No, no, look good. I the first horse that I bought was the most beautiful horse you've ever seen. Couldn't run for fucking love no money. But you know what I mean? But it looked good. Mate, yeah, looked like good you right. know, we, we know the boys at the golf gods, they look after us, hashtag golf gods, get around them. That's the only reason I look that's the only reason I look good, is because of their their fruits unbelievable. I love it. Old Smith got me onto it and I just haven't turned back, but you're right. You we just do like look the, the Neapolitan part. gloves. Yeah. Oh, I love that glove, eh? The old, uh, the old barracuda. Barracuda. I, For those of you who don't know what that is, go look it up. It's a Mediterranean fish found in the South Pacific Ocean. Um, 
It's, I don't even know if that's where you find it. Eh? I'm just, <laughs> and I, you know what? The Mediterranean season near the South Pacific Ocean. So there's a job. Find it the fish shop down the street. Find mm. it there. Okay. Renee, Renee, um, well, if we're talking stats, what about the stat that was thrown out um, by Sunny Bill? A hundred percent. What was that in reference to, gents? I don't know. The G train. That's right. G- He's going to be busy. G train. He's going to be so busy. G train. You're going to find find Mark Hunt and then Sunny Bill Williams. Why not? Fight them all. Yeah, why not? Why why don't I know about this? When is this looking to be a go-ahead? So Gallen um, basically came out and made a statement today, or in the last couple of days, saying, I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of the speculation. I've said I wanted to fight you. I'm tired of your manager always hiding, or you hiding behind your manager all the time. Are we on or are we on? And all um, Sonny Bill tweeted back was 100%. No, it was, do you know what it was? It was on 100% football. So he, he actually interviewed Sonny Bill and then he just said, I'm sick of it. Now you're here. I'm going to ask you. There you go. Do you, See, do I you, got the story all wrong. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're, no, you're right. Because he did come out in the um, in the tabloids. But that's how it all came around. He interviewed him and then just asked him. And, and, and Sonny Bill went, 100%. He said, and look, look we, we all know Carlo doesn't let a good lie get in the way of a story. He could have heard one thing, muddled it around in his head, put <laughs> no, his no, own no. spin on it, and then threw it back at you, something totally different. And I just believed it. I just went yeah. with it. Now you're questioning <laughs> no, no, yourself. It's true. It's true. I've yeah. just given up on myself, really. There's a, I've questioned a lot of things about what I do in life, and that's, that's, that's up there. <laughs> i got faith in you, babe. Thanks, Alan. Thanks. He, ca- he came out and he said, I want to hear it from you. It's been spoken about uh, after year after year. Am I going to fight Sonny Bill? And I've said yes after year after year. He said, I want to hear it from you. Are you going to fight me? Is it going to happen one day? You're the only one it needs to come from now. Is it a yes or no? Williams just looked at him and said, 100%. Nice. So it's, on. It, I think it is. I think it's going to be on. And I think... Um, Where would you put your money? Back and, oh, it's a tough That's one. A, that. That is a Long, tough rangy, one, sunny Bill. He's pretty... Um, isn't, he's not very tight with his technique, so it's very long, mm. hands are always down. It's a lot of that Mayweather hit from the hip and knee. Yeah. Where you've got Gal who's quite <clears> tight, stays in. He's got that sort of tortoise shell defence and just bowls forward. He's going to have to get inside him, though, to use that. If, 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 if Sonny Bill has a boxing ability to keep him at length, mm. then you'd have to... You'd have to like him, but if guy, but if Gal can some way get inside him, then he can cause him a fair bit of trouble. It's a schedule of ifs and buts, you know. He's, Sonny Bill's had more fights though. Significant That doesn't mean anything. Gal's obsessed. Yeah, no, I think he's enjoying himself in the boxing ring. I tell you what, it'll be really interesting to see how he comes after the Mark Hunt fight. I think that is a real problem fight for him. Yeah, you know, I think it's a. I think you know what, fair play to him. It's a big challenge. That so um, here we are talking about. SBW when really he's got to get rid of Mark Hunt first. Yeah, so, you kind of uh, you kind of forget about that fact, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a big puncher, Mark Hunt. Oh, he's a big big puncher, and big a good puncher too. It, it, it'd be he's interesting. Pretty good on the the dating apps too. Is he? It, it'd yeah. be interesting to see how That's we. So um, good, eh? Well, am, yeah, I sh- am I living under a shell? You ain't here, Chris. <laughs> Hang on, last week, Renee, quick, give him a quick update. I'm chasing kids around the house. I don't get to see anything. <laughs> no, I'll leave that one for off air. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna say, big fan. Not many. But if you've seen his Instagram, he's been shouting out for some uh, female lifts um, from Newcastle to Sydney, and I think the statement said um, he was like one of those pictures on his Instagram story where he'd written it. He's like, and no men need apply. I only want good-looking birds to drive me down because he doesn't have a license and he's in a training camp in Newcastle. Right. Yeah. Uh, have, have we, any, any update on his success? I, I've not. 
not sane. I'm just been a bit of a like eating popcorn and watching. What, what time are you dropping him off now? <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. And moving swiftly. Well, thanks. Up. Um, <laughs> All right, speaking to other people that have been capitulating, I think uh, no time like the present to talk about the Brisbane counterparts up at the uh, the old Broncos. They've been bucking wild up there. I'm saying yeah. nothing to my solicitor gets a... <laughs> Everyone's well, just gone... Mm, well, where, where, do we, where do you start? That's the question. Darius Boyd removes himself from a leadership group. Katoni Stagg's involved in a sex tape. Coach Anthony Seabolls has left the club bubble to deal with personal matters. Tavita Pengai Jr. is at a bike his barbers, which... Again, going to the barbers is fine, but um, it's staying around while it gets raided mm, could be frowned upon. Um, and then, all these, obviously, his, all these his things are standard for NRL. They're all standard. They just all happen to, to one club. Yeah, Think about talking. everything that you just mentioned. Like we sex tapes. That is every single club since the day of time. Old mate, it was a consensual sex tape and he's got, you know, a fairly decent sized chopper on him, so get around <laughs> it. And it was only and it only had half blood in it. So, you know, get around him. To Anthony Seabold, like there's huge amount of rumours floating out about that and like, I don't even want to get into that. But at the end of the day, the coaches come and go all the time. You know, the Brisbane Broncos have been going shit house, it is what it is. What else was there, Carlo? Bikies and that off oh, you look at the AFL and you know, Dustin Martin's association with his old man and the Rebels and bike clubs and all the rest of it. It's just what happens. But I can't believe he's torn up his contract with it. That's a, that's a huge well, it, thing. It's, it was a couple of things that have led to it. So it's not just this incident with the the breach. Apparently, he personally rang Nick Politis and asked for a start at the Roosters, which uh, the Broncos found out about um, <laughs> and yeah, and knocked on the head. <laughs> so I'm the Chookies! Your mate, I'm Uncle Nick. So he's made it quite known that he wants to leave the club. Um the boys on the bus on the way home from Sydney were specifically told um, no breaches would be made, particularly after uh, Wayne Bennett was done and also Paul Vaughan oh, down Vaughan. at St George. So they, they it was drilled into them about this and there's been a couple of other incidences where I think it's just been um, he's not quite fitting in at the, at the club, so to speak. So it wasn't the only situation that the Broncos are now turning around to say, rip up your contract. I think it was kind of like the last straw for them. But there's got five days to appeal or five days for this to sort of go through. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll see how this sort of pans out. Listen, talking about a very proud club, every club's proud and they've all got the mm. set of values, but one like Brisbane, who's having the worst um, season in their history, mm. you know, and they keep on getting things wrong, whether they are rebuilding, whether they have let too many experienced players go, whether they pick the right coach, it is a horrible season for them. Horrible um, and I think it's just not getting any better. Ben Eichin now has come out and said, listen, I'm putting my hat in the ring for the, the vacant CEO's job. And I like Ben Eichin. I think he's very smart, very, uh, you know, I think he understands what it needs to be taken to, to change the club. The fact of the matter is, though, you can't say to uh, the Brisbane Broncos that they are a development club because you just can't say that. You know, they've got to, they've got to turn, turn things around very quickly and be at the top of the ladder, but I just can't see it happening anytime soon. So it's a, well, they, it's a uh, massive job. They massive also job. lost. So obviously, uh, Anthony Seabold stayed back um, in Sydney after their um, game against South on Friday. So he goes into a voluntary COVID split um, or break yeah. or whatever that COVID hold, I think it is. But then joins assistant uh, Alfie Langer, strength and conditioning coach Ryan Whiteley, I think it was, and um, also head of rehab, Blake Duncan, are all on the sidelines because they went 
to a pub. It just gets worse. The whole coaching staff is just not even going to be there. It's getting horrible. Apparently, all the situation. I don't know how true it is, but apparently, some of the players are even receiving death threats and that. Like it's wow. It's gone to beyond the point. I don't know how true that is, but that's something that I've heard. But I know up here, it's another level. No other team in Queensland they give a fuck about. Everyone cares about the Brisbane Broncos. It's on the back page of every paper. They're passionate supporters. They genuinely get emotional and aggressive with their team. You know, you go to the Sydney Roosters, like, fuck, I love the Roosters, but if they lose, yeah. fuck, I'll have 14 schooners and I'll forget about it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. But they, up here, they're passionate about it. So, like, it's really cutting deep up here. Everyone's, like, totally lost for words. And, you know, I've got Gordon Tallis, so I'll catch up regularly because we're doing some stuff together with some indigenous, indigenous engagement um, in the construction industry. But he's just... He actually can't believe it. Hey, he's you know, he's involved with the Titans and, and stuff now, but he, he's just like, man, I just don't know what's going on. Hey, it's just crazy. Well, we're it's talking about it. T- sorry, Chris, go on. No, I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's a really, really terrible situation up there. Just about everything that could go wrong is going wrong. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting to see where they go from here. You know, once the air's cleared with, with all the rumours that are happening, everything going, mm. coaches in turmoil, players leaving, captains wanting out. I mean, it's it couldn't possibly be the end of a club like Brisbane, could it? I don't think it'll be in the end of the club, but I think some major changes need to go on. And it's coming from the top. Remember, Paul White's leaving. So the CEO job is the most important role that needs to be filled. Once the new CEO comes in, he might turn around and say, right, coach, Siebes, you, you don't fit for us. Mm-hmm. Then everything starts to pan down. <clears throat> and I think um, it will have... You've got to remember, they've lost David Fafita to their mm. neighbours, the mm. Titans. Yeah. And the Titans are starting to play decent football if you watched them mm. on the weekend. Ash Taylor felt like he had the... Like I've been saying week in, week out, Ash Taylor feels like he's playing with the weight of the world on his shoulders. He, like the, the last two weeks, it's like it's been released. He, he's playing enjoyable football. And he, well, you know you can see what he's capable of. The, the fact of the matter is, the, the, it's like one goes down, one comes up. You know, it's a big pendulum, isn't it? And uh, the Titans, the Titans are playing decent football, and I think that'll be hurting the Broncos as well. There's a real chance, you know, the Broncos could be the wooden spooners this year. There's a real chance. Eh? Who would have thought well, they've that? They've lost ten of their last eleven games, so they're going the right way about it. Yeah, yeah can't be playing, not just, playing bad. Majority of them, they haven't just lost; they've been absolutely pumped. Mm. Like, there's losing by a couple, even a couple of tries, but they're losing mm. by 58 nil to the Roosters and you know Melbourne Storm. They were right in there the first half and end up getting beaten by 30 points. Like they've, they've shown, they've shown snippets over the last few weeks though from a team that looked like they could be coming back. You know they they've shown a bit of camaraderie. They've been battling for each other, and it's just it's been that frustration of they can't really make it last for the 80 minutes. Uh, it, it's it's almost like they get a bit of a bit of luck and a bit of good fortune with what they're doing, but then the ideas kind of go. You no, know, the willingness to work and, and, and the ideas from the playmakers and I thought a couple of weeks back Darius Boyd had a great game probably the best game I've seen him play this year he was involved in mm. just about everything because he changed just, it. he was in fullback Chris he's not been yeah. playing fullback all year but he's a fullback whether you like him or not he's not a centre he's a fullback no. He's not, he's not the, a halfback. He's, he's, he's a, he's, he's, do you know what I mean? He's a fullback that's coming towards the, the end of his time now, and it's, um, yeah, you've, you've seen the, you've seen the way the fullbacks are playing now. They're, they're almost playing like another five eight. You know, they're chiming in. The, the fitness levels have to be up. The commitment has to be up. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Well, let's let's get off the Broncos back. I feel like we're <laughs> we've uh, 
no, they're hammered not them enough. enough and they're, they're obviously <laughs> getting hammered enough in the press, particularly up in Queensland. So um, what did you guys make of the $20,000 fine uh, that Cleary got in the Penrith Panthers after the weekend's press conference? Oh, it's a, it's a contentious one, isn't it? If you hear what he said, there was no rant or rave about it. There was a clinical thought process in the way that he delivered it. And I think sometimes that could be worse because he's actually premeditated it. He's actually thought about it rather than Ricky Ricky Stewart just going off or <laughs> Jeff Toovey going off. It's more passion rather than than, than thought process. But the, the fact that Peter Valandis has taken that very seriously and said, listen, I'm not having anyone uh, knock on the, the integrity of the game. There's been a lot of talk with referees though, balancing the, the penalty count, which I hate. The fact of the matter is if you're giving more penalties away, that means you're not in tune with the rules. So it shouldn't be or the penalty count you give them six you should give us six it's stupid you know at the end of the day you play it to the rules and it's always to the referee's discretion now each referee is going to be different tolerances in in what their discretion is and you've got to, you've got to learn to adapt to that or you're just going to have you're going to have issues but what, what he said though he said it felt like they Canberra so he's saying it felt like to him that's what it feels like so that's what he's saying. We're being managed back into the game. That's all he said, and then that's all I can say. Some really strange calls. That's he's just saying it felt like to him. So I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, but I mean, you can, you can say precious. it felt like to him that they they butchered the game as well too, and lots of things. You can't make any mm. comments about the refereeing whatsoever. It's a it's a pretty strict fine line in terms of making any comments on the on the I rulings disagree. of games. I disagree. Uh, no, no, I'm, 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 yeah. that's just what the rule is. It's not my opinion. yeah, but I disagree with it. Like it's, I just disagree with it. Though. You know, p- players have a shit game, and people have their own interpretation on the way people play mm. you know referees aren't fucking perfect so you mm. know they go out there they're doing a job they do a shit job sometimes it's a fact so yeah. like you know some days at work I do a shit job it's just everyone has those days but I just mm. think you know I think it's bullshit they're finding I think it's 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 a bit of an unnecessary amount too 20,000 Mm. It's not a little. It's not a little pinch out the pocket, is it? That's that's a fair hit. And you know, I'm I'm with you, Sash. I, I think yes, you've got to respect the referees, and you got to understand that. But when referees are making mistakes in and out, and it's costing your team the game in vital situations and vital positions like this, um, and then you go to and, and you go upstairs, and they don't necessarily get it right. You know what I mean? You've got to really wonder where can, where can we go with this now? Do you know how, how on earth are you ever going to get a fair game if the referee isn't getting it right and the upstairs <clears throat> the upstairs isn't getting it right? Why would you even bother? Do you know what I mean? It's it's mm. too it's too inconsistent every single week. So yeah. I, I I fully understand why he loses his rag. I fully understand why he, he speaks with passion. This is his team. He's put his time and effort in. Obviously got a love for it. You know what I mean? You've got the sponsors there you got to answer to. You've got a board you've got to answer to. You've got fans giving you shit all the time. So of course you're going to be pent up. Of course you're going to be passionate. So I'm, I, I'm with him. I think as well though, what, what Peter Valandis did say, which whether you like it or not, I do agree with is the players and the coaching staff are role models in, in society here. And we, I don't know if you've seen or heard about the New South Wales uh, under-20s um, at Wentworthville. <coughs> um, there was a stabbing after the game based upon a, on a decision. There was three stabbings. Um, you know, we don't want to condone saying that, you know, approaching referees or slagging referees off is, is a good thing to do in our game because it's not, whether you like it or not. It shouldn't be done. Uh, and there's, I think Ivan, if you looked at Ivan Cleary, there's no way that he came out ranting and raving about it. He just said it in a very calm manner. And that's what a lot of people got through off. I said, well, he didn't, he, he wasn't, he wasn't spitting chips. His side actually won. 
but I think he had an, added an opinion. The fact of the matter is, Peter Valandis has come around and said, well, you can't have that opinion. It's not, you can't question mm. the integrity of our referee, and uh, that's what's got him in trouble. Yeah, but it's 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 still, it's it's almost like, that's, that's basically giving, not that, not that I'm, I'm not saying referees are going to do this intentionally, but it's basically giving the referee the right to do whatever they want, make as many mistakes as they want, and then that's it, you just wipe it, because you can't question it. You can't have yeah, your voice about reviewed, it. Right? They get reviewed, remember, we, we, we drop officials all the time, Chris, don't we? They don't, they, you know, the, the video ref got, got sacked the other day because he, he missed um, St. George. Um, Matt Dufty touching the ball down before the other player did. He, he got he got uh, demoted. He got removed for a couple of weeks. You know, Which they, they are going to make mistakes, but a, they are that? big mistakes. They're How massive you miss mistakes. That on a video and slow yeah. motion. No, I six agree. different angles. Yeah, How I agree. do you miss that? Yeah. But review, and they, they will get the consequences, and they did. They do. So the fact of the matter is, you just got to be careful because we we are in a role model game here. We don't, and we've we've all seen it in in developments in the position that we've been in. Is that we don't want that to start coming down. You know, our play starts kicking the ball in a different way. Within three weeks, it's been done at junior clubs, so it does filter down very quickly. We just got to be very careful here. We're, we're struggling with, for for officials as it is in in the junior sport and uh, the community sport. We don't want we don't want to have loads of other issues where we're not going to get people who who uh, can officiate games. Anyway, I'm off well, the soapbox. Uh, you. Feels like, and you're done. All right. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, look through <clears> some <throat> games to look forward to this weekend and then we'll wrap it up. I might even give you a horse tip for sale. I've picked Ooh. one now. Yeah. Oh, you've picked one? Yeah, I have. Can you, can you give me uh, the knowledge on what you've picked it? Do you want to know? Um, yeah. So I've gone for sale. I've gone for race mm. four on sale because mm. four's one of my numbers in case you haven't been playing along at home I'm quite obsessed <laughs> with it <laughs> four, <laughs> so yeah, race four on the golf course four yeah race four um, and I am on a what is it called um, I think it was yeah Jungle Princess so uh, okay. jockey Aaron Lynch is on don't mind him but uh, also by a female trainer who um, had her last win in 2014 so I'm really behind her in um, breaking down <laughs> What did you say it's called again? It's Jungle Princess. It's number eight and it's running out of gate four as well. It's paying $29. Oh, 26 on that. It's paying $29 for a reason, Renee. Hey. It won't win. Oh, no, you can never say that. Never say that. Just maybe put, it's on, it's on a place for $6 on Ladbroke, so maybe uh, maybe some cheeky coin on that. Six bucks a All place, right. there you go. See, you heard it here first. That's my hot tip. Okay, so let's look at the fixtures. Who's, what's your game of the round? Thursday Everyone? night. It doesn't go past Thursday night, does it? It doesn't. It does. I mean, it doesn't go past Thursday night. Storm Roosters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be hard to pick one that's going to be better than that. Um, looking at the odds, is, looking yeah, at, sorry, Manly Newcastle will be not too bad on Sunday. That'll be good. Uh, but I'm looking at the odds here: Roosters dollar forty-seven, Storm two seventy. <laughs> Should be higher. Bunch of losers. <laughs> Should be higher. <laughs> oh, Thursday I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna have a nice Chianti, the red wine, Italian one for those people who are uncultured. Mm. I'm gonna watch the Roosters. Can you both the go storm. like live? Do a live Instagram. We should definitely just, go both live. Both of you watching yeah, the footy, should. just spraying yeah. each other. Mm. Yeah. I just I, I think that's do. what the people want. I think give them what they want. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, it's it's going to be a tough test for the storm. That's without a doubt. Cameron Smith still out. 
Um, so uh, the Roosters obviously have a, a salary cap a lot higher than everyone else's with the introduction of... Oh, hear the excuses. SBW. He's already making excuses for the... Yeah, yeah, I, I, mate, I, st- I still think they'll beat him. I still think they'll beat the Roosters. I do. No, out oh, the grass. I've looked at the grass. The grass looks too green out there. It was just, you know, there's just heaps of things going against the storm. Oh, well, it's like that Canberra because it's the milk or Melbourne Storm washing the balls. Or mate, all you guys fucking deflating balls. <laughs> you guys would actually deflate and balls that's fact um i heard it from a bloke at the pub yes yeah because you're yep. allowed to go to the pub all right here we go yeah. correct <laughs> here we go again oh, yeah, well, i'm Chris up on, on manly manly's paying three dollars twenty to uh to beat newcastle so Look, it's a sure I, I thing think, surely hey manly are definitely on a bounce back ability game from uh, from last week getting beat by the warriors and the war the warriors it was it was great to see the warriors come out and say play some good football for 80 minutes yeah. consistently good football uh, and, and, and without uh, Blake, uh, without Blake Green as well, man. I think I think it really Blake really Griffin. rattled. <laughs> Crazy, hey! Gone from yeah. the Clippers straight to the NRL. <laughs> but man, no, I'm, I'm with you there, eh? I think that's going to be a cracking game too. Fail, failing that, I might take the Broncos over the Raiders just for shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> See, all the all the mad stats you get here. So, guys, don't forget at the Sport Project Podcast on Instagram or you can head to our website, thesportproject.net, where you can subscribe to all the major pop, uh, podcast platforms. I think it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, it's on Acast, uh, or, of course, you can see our faces on Epicenter TV. Get around us, get in our MySpace top friends. That's what we're all about. Um, boys, thank you so much for tonight. Thank, thank you, you Ali. Good job. See Good you. Job. See you. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.